Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. Guys, please be sure to follow us on social media. Twitter handle, at the Colts cast, and our Instagram is at Colts cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see polls from us, polls we, or I'm sorry, posts from us, polls we run, exciting highlight videos, and anything in between. Also, we have officially started uploading our podcast to YouTube. So if you're a preferred listener on YouTube or you're just a diehard Colts, uh, Colts cast fan for us, you know, go, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate it. We want to get that channel big. We want to do live sessions in the future, some live pods. So check us out on there. Uh, just search the Colts cast or find us on our link tree link that we post all the time. Now let's get to nitty gritty. The Chiefs at Colts. Jamal, what are we What's expecting? Oh, man. I'm expecting the first first home opener for us, man. We're, we, we, we're back in action. I'm excited. Colts fans, I know y'all are excited. I put the JT jersey on for today. You know, all week long I've been down and out about what happened. But, man, there's nothing like the film knowing the game. And that ain't no JT jersey. Oh, that ain't God. no JT jersey. Yeah, sure everybody, don't I, man? Go ahead. <laughs> All right, that's a JT jersey. <laughs> but no, um, I, well, I mean, I, ex I expect nothing but greatness. You know, just to start off, Eric, I just want to point out, because I keep this Peyton, this Peyton Manning quote right here on my wall. It's kind of hard for me to point backwards. I'm going to read it to you, though. It says, I never left the field saying I could have done more to get ready, and that gives me peace of mind. That's the mentality of a winner. That's the mentality that Colts have to come out on the field with. I feel like we have left. We haven't left everything on the field every single game this season, so we need to come out guns blazing. Uh, I expect in the home opener, I expect it to be just a, a great atmosphere. 60,000 people, 60,000 plus out there ready just to to cheer on the Colts fans. I expect Frank Wright to be aggressive with Jonathan Taylor, let him come out and eat. I expect the offense to be firing on all cylinders as well as the defense. We we don't have time for these mental mistakes, so I just I just think that the home opener is always a different type of feel, and it's it's one to be very excited for as a player, uh, as a fan. You you just know that there's a lot on the line, so why not open up this one with going against a great opponent? What are you looking for? Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I guess that's what you're expecting from a well-rested Chiefs, right? Haven't played since last Thursday. I mean, I guess I'll answer this, but like, I want to throw it to you next. But do we want to take it, or are they going to take it easy on us? Or are they going to play us like we're a high caliber team? You know, I'll tell you what I think. I expect a slaughter <laughs> based on our past two performances. I'm, it, it hurts to say, but it's just if the ship hasn't turned into the right direction, we're we're talking like a forty-two to zero game for the Chiefs. That's not what Colts fans want to hear, but realistically, if the Jaguars stomped you out, you know, what makes you think the Chiefs can't do it, you know? 
They're a much better team, in my opinion. A healthy Michael Pittman and Shaquille Leonard playing would make me feel a whole lot better. Alec Pierce as well, even though he hasn't made an impact just yet. But I, I feel more comfortable when we just have a fully healthy team. We also can't have Buck Duran and Gakwe missing games. Uh, they were limited on Wednesday. Uh, Bernard Raymond got that DNP uh, yesterday, but I think he practiced t- uh, today, Thursday. I think he did. You know, Raymond hasn't gotten a ton of snaps at left tackle, but, you know, we're talking like under 30 snaps, I believe, a game. And that's still a drive or two, which we had, or, or we would be missing that rotational depth. So we need to be fully healthy entering the game because they won't be taking it easy on us. Throw it to you, Jamal. Yep. No, you you said exactly what I would say. Of course, I agree with all the injuries there. We need everybody back firing all cylinders. But I 110% believe Andy Reid will not take it easy on us. Colts, historically, you know, every year, I feel like we always get one game where we step up and play to a whole other level. Last year was against the Bills. Uh, we beat them, what, 42 to 15, I believe it was. Crazy game. Every year we have one game where we step up and sh- and step and show out. I don't think it's going to be this game, though. Uh, I, I Andy Reid is not a dumb coach. He has been in the league for forever. Uh, he knows what he's doing. And a team like the Chiefs, I, I hate to see a team like that get the extra rest because that's just more game planning. Those guys aren't going to take a day off just because they're coming to Indianapolis where we're 0-2-1. and They're going to play this game like, like we're the Bills. So I do honestly expect to see it be a a blowout. Uh, unfortunately, I think it'll happen pretty quickly, um, and I, it just makes me nervous because when we look at it, they're the second highest scoring offense in the league. Just it's just one point behind the Bills. So I mean, they play thousand miles an hour. Guess where Colts rank on that list, Eric? I don't dead last. Know. I don't oh, dead last. You're supposed to keep that to yourself, man. <laughs> Listen, man. So that scares me because I've seen so many predictions. Oh, you know, this would be a close game, 30 to 24, 30 to 18, all this good jazz. I mean, again, like you said, we got slaughtered by the Jaguars, and we we, we barely kept up with the Texans. I mean, it was during trash ball where we kind of came back and, and tied the game up. So I just don't really see the Chiefs or us being in true competition with the Chiefs. I, I think it'll, it'll get out of hand pretty quickly. Yeah, it it hurts to say, but I don't know. Let let let's just talk about it because I I think there are some positives to note. So let's just keep going. Jamal, do you think our offense or defense will shine up in this matchup? Yeah, I, I think which, it's gonna which, be the, which one is gonna which one's gonna shine? The offense is is gonna be the offense, and it's only gonna be because of Jonathan Taylor. The defense, I am honestly scared to see what. Mahomes will be able to do. Uh, we have clearly seen that without Tariq Hill, they are not hurting. Uh, Tariq Hill is doing great down in, in Miami, but they are not hurting without him on the field. So that scares me because we have a very shaky defense uh, where we Kenny Moore hasn't played the way he needs to uh, for it to be a contract year for him. Gilly Locke's been playing probably the best out of you know the corners, but still not great. Linebacker core hasn't been great. Zero push. Zero push from the defensive line. So that scares me because you're going to give Mahomes time in the pocket. That's going to cause problems. If we do get the push, he can scramble. I don't think we're capable of keeping up with a scrambling quarterback. That's going to be a problem. So I'll say all that because then we flip over to offense where we are definitely not firing on all cylinders. 
Matt Ryan's not looking that great. Receiving core is looking terrible. Tight end core is looking terrible. Offense line is looking terrible. But there's always just that one sliver of hope, number 28, who is an elite player who plays a cut above everybody else. And I think that if we can figure out some way for him to get past the first level of defenders, that defensive line, it's going to be a good game for him because it was a really, really bad game in Jacksonville. I think that overall, I mean, obviously what he just scraped 50 yards, just a terrible overall game, but those are legitimate one-offs. He touched the ball 15 times, I think it was. So I expect Frank Wright to come out pretty heavy on him, I I I would think. Because we don't want to be in a situation like we were last week. So I think JT will come out and, and ball out, which is why I'm giving this one to the offense for this week. What about you? I'm going to have to give it to the offense as well. I, I, I saw you touch on our corners. I, I want to note that Isaiah Rogers, I don't think he's played a snap in the regular season. And I think that's strange. I know Brandon Faison, he came from Gus Bradley's defense last year. So I guess he's going to get that, you know, third spot in our rotation. But Isaiah Rogers, I thought, was great last year. But anyway, again, I think it's going to be our offense as well because I don't think our defense can stop Patrick Mahomes and that Andy Reid offense. I just don't think so. Gus Bradley's defense last year got decimated for 444 yards per game when the Chiefs played the Raiders. Um course there's some different cards in play in 2022 but you know with Gus Bradley having more talented players around him now and no Tyree kill for the Chiefs maybe it's a little different however that hasn't seemed like you just said to pose a problem for the Chiefs yet I mean would you say second best offense in the NFL right now I know it's only been two weeks yep. but they're still firing on all cylinders they're still winning games something the Colts can't do right now I know cover two and not blitzing. It's given Mahomes some trouble in the past, but great teams are able to adapt. So I don't, I don't know if this Gus Bradley defensive scheme is going to be able to stop it. But we'll see. You know, I've, there's been a lot of surprises in the NFL, but that leaves our offense. So, well, you know, we have to be able to keep up with the Chiefs to have a remote chance in this one. So it's going to have to be a shootout. Give me Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce back out there. Give me some more reps from Naeem Hines. Feed Jonathan Taylor. Give me stellar offensive line play. A lot of them on that line earn a huge paycheck. Earn that money, boys. Yeah, no, no, no. You're 100% right. And, and it, it just made me so mad, especially looking back at last week, because just looking at the film, not even so much the Jonathan Taylor situation, but Naeem, I mean, we fed him, what, that first drive? We fed him a decent amount. We tried to get him in, incorporated and involved, and then just – Forgot about him for the rest of the game. Again, weird, weird, weird game, weird situation. I don't know what was going on, but I just think about situations like that where he was on the right track. Not saying that he was going to have a all-star stellar game, but when their aces are in their places and they're doing what they're supposed to, then keep it going. You know, we, we got to keep it going. So um, I just one thought about Naheem. I thought about when you mentioned that. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. a decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues. 
until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Let's talk about your boy, JT. After the subpar game Jonathan Taylor had, should we expect to be should we expect him to be a bigger threat this week? Oh yeah. Thirty carries minimum. Listen, Frank Wright, 30? I know we talked Ooh. about the we talked about the, game, know, the game, curse. Hold on, hold on. Thirty carries? I know we talked about the curse. Game script yes. might say otherwise. What 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 if we're down like forty two to zero? How are you gonna justify that, Jamal? <laughs> Listen, bro. I, Tw- I twenty four to zero. I just I wanna know. hear I just wanna hear your report. No 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 and I'm I I am i am glad you call that out because you would in, in every other NFL team you would expect to see them start just bombing the rock down the field all the time. But if Frank Reich values his job, and again, everyone knows he's not getting fired this this during midseason. I doubt it even happened at the end of the season. Um, Jim Irsay has not fired. He's never fired a coach midseason. I think his dad maybe did way back when, but he's never done it. So, unfortunately, or I shouldn't say, <laughs> say unfortunately, but the talk about firing Frank, you know, midseason is not going to happen. So, anyway, I still say this, though. If Reich values his job as much as he, he truly says he does, then he will run the ball. Even if we're down that much Getting these quick three and outs aren't going to do anything for us because what's going to happen when we try to do a little, we do a little check down on first down and then a check down on second down. All of a sudden, it's third and ten. We're gonna we're gonna try to pass the ball again. They know the pass is coming, or we're gonna to try to run the ball and hope JT can get his average of six yards a carry like he did last year. So I think that it's gonna to have to be a heavy JT game, uh, and they're gonna to have to just keep pounding the ball even if we're down by twenty points. If you want to be somewhat successful, you're going to have to give him the ball. He is the only person who has proven himself that he can still, he can carry this, carry his weight no matter what the stipulation is. You know, we look at Alec Pierce dropping a touchdown that was in his hands. He wasn't getting tight coverage on him. He just dropped it. We look at Desmond Patton and his drops there. JT has a shitty O-line blocking for him, and he still was able to, you know, still game one still able to run for 100 and something yards. So he can always find a way to still elevate his game a little bit more depending on what's going on. Again, last week was an anomaly. They did an awesome job of shutting him down, but that's I don't expect to see that again. As well as the Chiefs defense plays, I don't expect them to be able to lock him up like that. So uh, JT will be getting the ball majority of the game. Even if we're down by 20 points, I think Frank will start to try to go pass heavy. But he's going to revert back to JT because we got to get those those easy yards. We need to be getting that that second and second and six, second and five versus going into second down to second and ten uh, because we decided to pass the ball on a weak check down or try to hit a slant across the middle to to Granson and they drop it or Moelle, whoever's out there. It doesn't matter. Uh, again, the receivers haven't proven themselves. The Titans haven't proven themselves. We need to go with what we know and what's proven. And that's going to be getting JT the ball. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that's what Kansas City is going to be game planning for. They're going to say, well, who's the biggest threat on their offense? They got Jonathan Taylor, a man who almost had 2,000 rushing yards last season. So I feel like they're going to game plan for that. And if Michael Pittman plays, you know, maybe some double coverage up in there. But... I, I want to preface everything I'm about to say with this. Even with Jonathan Taylor only having nine carries in that last game, he still averaged six yards per carry. Do you know how good that is? 
Oh, that is impressive. Six yards per carry. I mean, that, that's how you move the chains. And I was saying this all Sunday. Why did we not feed, arguably, the best running back in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor, the ball when Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce were out? Both of them. So you lost your wide receiver one and your wide receiver two slash three, whatever you want to call it. Do you know what six yards per carry can do for you? Like I just said, it can move the chains. Something we had trouble doing the entire game against the Jaguars. Matt Hack was punting it damn near every drive, unless Matt Ryan was turning it over. I mean, we could talk about that too. I mean, Matt Ryan, he gets some of the blame. He made some bad throws in that game. But again, he didn't have great offensive line play. I mean, we didn't have great play in any category. But game one, Jonathan Taylor has 31 carries. Game ends in a tie. You know, our offense produced. Game two, he has nine carries. We lost by 24 and put zero points on the board. There seems to be a correlation where the more Jonathan Taylor is involved, the better our offense is. I don't know. Small sample size, so I could be wrong. Please let me know, Colts Nation, if I am. But it... <laughs> Well, I guess we'll find out against the Chiefs, right? You got that right. And, hey, I'm telling you, man, just let the young man eat. Let him do his thing, and it'll take care of itself. But while we're talking about JT and how we need to have him in the game because he's moving the chains, he's keeping it competitive, Eric, will we, will we be able to keep it competitive through all four quarters? Hell no. We already lost. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Seriously, yes, we can. And I'll tell you why. So I know I, I kind of, you know, said some things that, you know, we're going to lose by 42 to zero. Nah, I mean, that's a possibility. But let's look at the glass half full, won't you say? Here's some evidence that we can take better. So we went four and five last year against playoff opponents. Four wins came against San Francisco, Buffalo, New England, and Arizona. So we are just talking about playoff opponents, teams that made the playoffs last year for 2021. All pretty solid teams, right? San Francisco, Buffalo, New England, Arizona. I mean, San Francisco was just in the Super Bowl a few years ago. New England, Bill Belichick, Arizona. Absolutely stomped the Bills. And we like to bring that up because it's a good feeling. You beat one of the better teams in the NFL. Our five losses came against Los Angeles, Tennessee twice, Tampa Bay, and Las Vegas. Here's the kicker. Our average scoring margin against those playoff teams was 13.5 points on the wins. So we were winning by two touchdowns on average against those playoff teams. On the losses, we were minus five. So we were losing by less than a touchdown, but we stayed competitive. We stayed competitive. It was a close game. That tells me we just have to be able to close out games because we can contend with the best. We did it last year. Hell, I still think the Buffalo Bills were the best team last year. And the only reason they didn't win the Super Bowl was Patrick Mahomes got the ball in OT first. Flip of a coin. We can argue and debate about you know whether we should change OT rules, but he got the ball first. And once you score first, it's over. We dominated, we dominated them last year, 41-15. to JT gave them problems, along with our above 
average offensive line play. Our defense rattled that offense. We controlled time possession, and we kept Josh Allen off the field. All of the above need to be true against the Chiefs this week if we want to win this game. Let's play to our strengths, boys. Mm. Talk that. Talk, my man. Mm. Hey, I'm, I'm not even about to step on no toes. I ain't arguing with that. I think we'll be able to keep it competitive, but we got to just be there for all four quarters, man. I don't think if we win the coin toss, we need to be receiving the ball like we did last week. I think we need to be kicking it off. Let's get established because we know how high power of an offense that the Chiefs are. If they want to get the ball or we want to kick off, defer the second half. Let them get the ball. Let's play. Our biggest gripe, my biggest gripe I think I have with us is we play so bad in the first and third quarters. We, we can't we don't do a full four quarters. Second quarter we, we try to come out a little heavy. Fourth quarter we usually in comeback mode, so we're trying to play as hard as we can. But first and third are always that that time where we we're just not awake. Uh, and as of right now, we technically have only played one full quarter of football out of our eight quarters so far. So you know, I was just the fourth quarter against the, the Texans where we came back. So I think that we can, we can, but we have to start off smart from the very from the coin flip, we have to be on the right page. If we're not, everything you just said can go out the window. But I like everything you just said, so I, I feel that uh, we will be in business and we, we can get it done for all four quarters. And Eric, just one final thing for us here, man. I just want to touch bases on this because uh, we, we posted a poll on Twitter asking if we were panicking mm -hmm. too early. Uh, and out of that, man, 63 votes. Pretty split. 57% said yes, 47 no. Or excuse me, 57% said yes, 43% said no. We're not panicking too early. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. After the Jags loss, like, when you feel that pain the first day, I was on the panic season train too. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I understand you guys. However, what if I told you we were only – a game behind in first place in the AFC South. Mm -hmm. Technically a half a game because we have that tie. Would that change your mind? So while I played through two weeks doesn't give me confidence, the fact that we're only half a game behind leaves the playoffs still in sight. So I'm feeling okay about it. Hey, that's the one good advantage about having the AFC South in your back pocket. You're never really out of it. <laughs> so, Absolutely. But yeah. I just think, and I, I kind of started off on a – on a low note, when when I said I expect a slaughter, I still do. I that that is my expectation that we we're not going to show up. But I want the Colts to surprise me. Oh yeah, because if they surprise against the Chiefs, I'll be so happy about our team moving forward. So please surprise me. That's what I want. I don't want the expectation that we get slaughtered because we're going to have the same conversation we did with our Jaguars episode that we yep. are going to have post-game analysis, and I don't want to do it. Yeah, you got that right. Well, good news for us is JT is getting his uh, he's getting his banner up on the stadium. They took TYs down, unfortunately, thanks to the memories. But JT's getting put up there as we speak. So, I mean, if there ain't no extra gas in the tank for him, I don't know what is, man. He's ready to take over. That may, that might be our lucky charm. Yeah. Throw that oh, yeah. up there. He gets 200 rushing yards. I hey, understand. You know? Why not? <laughs> trying to be positive here. <laughs> well, alrighty, everybody. That's going to be it for us, everyone. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Just kidding. We changed that to bi weekly. <laughs> but it's usually around those days. 
go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. Again, our YouTube is up. Please go subscribe. Go to it. I can't wait to have our first live pod session because I want to see the questions you guys have, or statements, or thoughts, anything. It, it's going to be a good time. We'll be back on Sunday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good weekend, Colts Nation. <laughs>